We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome to the back brief. I'm Rod Rodriguez. Uh, you know, it, it's an, it's another day of veteran news. Um, but right now on both of our minds is this craziness right here. Um, I am shaved. I'm clean shaven. I am a child again. I've lost my manhood. Um, and that's because Army Reserve. It, it's, it's my time of the month. And it's... Um, time to go out there and and play joe for a little while so this is gone i've got the uh amazing the wonderful the very he puts the special in special forces (laughs) special guy special guy he's a special guy um before we started the show um i actually abruptly said hey we're gonna start the show because we were talking about something that i think a lot of veterans can uh, you can relate to and that is age. We're all getting older. No one's getting younger. And um, I was sharing with him the fact that, uh, you know, he's, he's got these wonderful locks right now. Mr. Murphy has a, a beautiful head of hair right now, but he has noticed uh, the creeping of an enemy. And, and, and tell us what that is, Mr. Murphy. It's an insidious enemy, one that sneaks up on you in the night. You know, you're just catching some sleep and it comes and then you wake up the next morning and you don't know what the hell happened to you. Uh, I, I just noticed like I'm, I'm fucking losing hair. Like, look at this shit. Like, it's all it's all good right now. But once the enemy has advanced past this line, I feel like it's basically the end of my life. Uh, and I should just throw in the towel, um, you know, start fucking drinking all day, playing video games, wash myself with a rag on a stick and just accept that it's all over for me. So I, I, we, we started this conversation about exactly this and I revealed to him that, you know, I, I often do the show with uh, a hat on uh, for one, it keeps this thing from like jacking up my skull because these things can be a little pain in the ass, but the big reveal in case you haven't noticed before folks, um, my recession of hair has, whereas Jax is steadily uh, repositioning itself to the rear, um, mine is in a full-blown uh, retreat. Mine looks like um, Taliban circa 2013-14. It's just, I'm just being, I'm just getting the shit kicked out of it. Um, it's not pleasant. But here's the thing that I think was interesting. And I'm curious about some of the other folks that are watching this. How fast did it happen? Because I could have sworn my hair was like Jack's 
for a long while. And then in the last year, I've lost like an inch and a half, just recession. Am I going to turn into one of those guys? Like I have to buzz my, my head every day. And I tell people, well, I'm a swimmer, you know, (laughs) how's that going to work, man? Like, is that, this is traumatic. It's traumatic. Like I'm trying to come to terms with all of this. I, you know, I, I was telling Jack, I don't mind shaving my head. Um, I, I, you know, I've been listening to Joe Rogan for years. And one of the things Joe always says is, you know, if you're at that point, just shave your head, call it quits, call it a day. My problem is, I don't know if you could see it. I got a bit of a pointy head. So my hair, my, my, my skull goes this way and then it <laughs> curves and underneath this little fluff, it looks like duck, like, like a baby duck. That's what this is up here. It's baby duck. <laughs> It's fucking awful. Um, I have a little bit of a point. And wh- what's worse, it's not even st- like, like, um, what's the word? Symmetric. It's not even in the middle. It's just slightly to the, to the left. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so well, it's got like, like chunk in the Goonies. You beat me to it. Thanks, man. That's fucked up. But yes. Baby rude. <laughs> That's me. And so while I'm still in the reserve, Every month I have to shave. So imagine shaved head, shaved face, weird point, and then I already have pointy eyebrows as it is. Thank God. Like, thanks, mom and dad. I got the worst fucking genetics possible. Uh, the only thing I'm not like, I'm not like deformed. Like, thank God I'm not deformed. Or some people, some of you guys out there who want the genetic laundry, you know who you are, you chiseled, jawed, handsome. <laughs> Zach Efron looking mofos. Those people who are like born with like eight pack abs. Fuckers. You know, <laughs> it, it's funny because I, I, I went through SFAS years and years and years ago. And I remember going through with this guy and everybody was talking about him. Everyone was talking about, and they were calling him Captain America. And maybe I've heard from other SF guys that there's always one of those dudes in your group. Whether you're going at the SFAS or whether you're in a, you're going through Ranger School, there's always a guy who's just, who's just a monster, who's just kicking the shit out of the course and just makes it always look easy. And I had a guy like that in our class, and uh, I heard about him, and everyone's like, "Dude, he is like a ruck monster," and he, you know, he's one of those guys you explain it to him once and he's got it. In fact, you explain something to him once. Not only does he have it, he's doing it better than you the second time. One of those assholes. So I meet this guy and I, I you know, everyone's like, oh, it's number three, three, one, one, zero, whoever this guy was. And I go meet him. And I can't tell you how angry this dude made me. And it wasn't because he was the specimen everybody talked about. He chiseled jaw. You know, he had a buzz cut, but I mean, you could tell like he had hair and he had that like perfect stubble. And, you know, beefy dude. And the worst part of it, Jack, he was a nice guy. Oh, man. You couldn't even hate him. I couldn't even fucking hate him. He was a <laughs> nice guy. A really, like a real sweetheart, man. He was, and he had an Australian accent. He's like, hey, Mike, you say, yeah, man, we'd have a talk, chat. And I'm like, You want to, you want to hear an interesting story? And, uh, I, I can tell, I, I have to tell this story, I guess, because, uh, the gentleman who told me the story has passed away. Um, but this guy was a officer. He actually ran the selection course for Delta force back in the day. 
And he told me this interesting story about selection. Um, he told me they had this guy who was a, a captain or a major IQ through the roof, like maxing out his tests, physical stud uh, on the career path. He described him as like, he's the type of guy who, you know, when he was in school, every question the teacher answered, uh, asked the class, he raised his hand. Like he always had the answer. He was always straight A student all through his life, right? Um, and then they had another candidate, an NCO, who was just average intelligence, just an average guy. Um, and he told me the story about how one night it was really, really cold. It was like sleep. It was like the perfect uh, weather for hypothermia. So they were kind of like worried about what, what was going to happen to the guys who are out doing land navigation in the woods and everything. And he said, the major came in, uh, the officer came in that night and he quit. And they were like, what's up? What, like, why do you want to quit? And he was like, ah, I'm too far behind in my times. I'm not, I'm never going to get ahead. Um, so in other words, he fell in his mind, at least he fell a little bit behind what he thought the time standard was. And he threw in the towel. And my friend, this officer who's telling me the story, uh, who run, ran the selection course, he was like, you know what? The first day that officer had a bad day in life, he quit. Like the first time he ever faced adversity, he quit. So they get him on the truck, get him out of there. Um, the NCO comes in and uh, he looked like a mess. Like he was just like not really there because the guy was so cold. Um, and they, they looked at him and they were trying to assess his medical condition. And they told him, okay, take your boots off so we can uh, check your feet. And like, he couldn't do it. Like he couldn't operate his hands to take his boots off. They were like, Oh my God. So they took this guy and put him in like a sleeping bag with some other bros to try to like warm him up. <laughs> so that he doesn't go hypothermic. Been there. Um, and they, they asked him, they said, how come you didn't quit? And he said, well, you know, all these guys have come out here and they're just trying so hard and they're giving their best. Like I couldn't just be that guy. That's just like, Oh man, it sucks for me. I got I'm going to quit today. And, uh, my friend telling me all this was like, man, I'll take that NCO with average intelligence any day over that other dude who the first time he ran into a speed bump, he, he threw in the towel. Well, let me tell you, I wish your, uh, maybe your guy eventually ran into my guy because my guy was not only nice, um, super smart, super athletic. Uh, he was one of those assholes that was like, hey, guys, I know it's shitty out here, but we can do it. <laughs> always upbeat yeah always upbeat like hey i know it's raining i know it's sleeting <laughs> but hey it could be worse right how badly do you want this let's get this guys let's get this i'm like fuck you yeah i hate you so by the way we had this conversation we chit chatted um he had a master's degree in aeronautics so he was a literal rocket scientist um he had been debuted he had a he, he was in an snes game because he was a former professional rugby player. Came to the United States, joined the army because he felt it was his obligation to do after 9-11. He was married. So he asked me, he goes, you married? I'm like, yeah. He goes, you got a picture of your wife, kids? I'm like, uh, this is how much of a shitbag I was. I was like, oh, no. I'm <laughs> in <laughs> <laughs> selection, man. Like, yeah. Who on. does that? He reaches into his Bible, of course, God-fearing man. Pulls a picture of his family out. Dude, this fool was married to like a supermodel. She was 
gorgeous. And he had these two little Adonis children. And I'm like, what? Wow. What? You know, I'm, uh, <laughs> I, 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 this is, this is the, the pessimist and the cynic in me coming out, but I'm like so naturally suspicious of people like that. that they're, <laughs> like there's a dark side to them. Like there's gotta be a dark side somewhere. Like there's something that they're, they're like putting up this smoke screen. He beating the shit know? out them kids. <laughs> there's something, something going on. Like I, I just don't trust it because I'm, I'm like a, a cynical, jaded, grumpy guy. Like I, I think that sometimes wrongly, I think that other people like they must be hiding something. Something. what's going on there you you start thinking like this dude's cheating on his beautiful wife with some 250 pound gorilla outside of the gate who looks like a cross between a pumpkin and a pit bull and you're like that's how he's gonna ruin it and you you, you kind of like oh no the clean cut guy carrying around the bible i think he's gonna get caught in a hotel room with a little boy i went with like a dependipotamus you went with um yeah but you don't want it, but at the same time, there's something about it that if you do find out they get caught like that, you're like, Whew. well, it, 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 I, I'm not a complete piece of shit. <laughs> My life's not a mess. You know what I think it is? I think just like people like that, like you're kind of like suspicious, like, is this a real human being? Like, is this a real person? You know, and, and maybe, you know, I'm sure he, he probably was a totally good guy, you know, and everything was on the up and up. It's just like, yeah, some, some of those people, like, yeah, they've never – it's like they're floating right through life. They've never had any kind of adversity, any kind of speed bumps. Like it's just, it, it's just all positives. Every day is like touching the sun. And uh, it's just kind of unbelievable for us mere mortals to fathom that. Well, if you ever see an Australian guy running for president, uh, you know what? Even though he doesn't qualify because he's Australian, I'd still vote for him. I mean, the guy was just, <laughs> God damn it, man. And, He's everything I'm not. And I'm just like, ah, that's the dude that, that's Mr. Steal Your Girl. That's the guy like you never introduced your wife or your girlfriend because they're like, why aren't you more like, shut up? Just shut up right now. Don't you tell, don't you put us in the same thing because that's, I'm not that. That's a different, that's a different cut of human. Um, Jack, what have you been working on this week, man? What, what's going on in the world of veteran news? Oh, the world of veteran news. It's, it's wild and crazy, as it always is. Uh, this week, we had uh, Army Esports start up again. Yay! Uh, off to a bit of a rocky start with all the war crimes accusations and questioning coming right back into play. Watching, watching the Twitch stream is, like, painful, man. This is uh, brutal. Yeah, man. It, it's this uh, Army soldier, Sergeant First Class. I'll pull up his name here real quick. Uh, I'm sure, again, I'm sure this is a, a good dude, Sergeant First Class Chris Jones, but he's in a difficult situation. Like, they're like, hey, troop, get on Twitch and start streaming some games and answer the kids' questions. And, like, he gets on there, and it's just, like, for, like, two hours, it's just him staring at the screen while he gets berated about war crimes and, and all sorts <laughs> of stuff that, you know, I, I don't think he was probably prepared to answer to all those accusations. I'm like, this poor guy. And then he, and then when he, when he finally starts streaming like World of Warcraft, you're like, thank God. Is he just kind of looking off to the side like, oh. Um, yes. Yes, that's exactly what, <laughs> what was going on there. Hey, Sarge, uh, I don't know what the fuck am I supposed to do with this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, like, hey, man, I just want to play Fortnite. Uh, what else did we have going on? So, uh, so that's, that's honestly, honestly, God, that's one of the reasons I have kind of, I've played with the idea of doing some live streaming on Connecting Vets, mm -hmm. um, but it's you savages, you animals out there. You know who you are. 
um, you're not letting me do this because I'm not as thick skinned as I want to believe I am. Cause I know some of y'all, some of y'all out there are mean, dude. <laughs> y'all are mean. And you're going to be like, Oh yeah. Well, you know, if you I was begging your mom. So yeah. I'm like, and how old are you, man? You're 38 <laughs> years old at home. Um, and some of y'all are some former Sergeant majors out there. Like, I'll show you what's up. I've read the comment section on some of our stories. Some of you guys that put stuff on our Facebook, wow, man. I'm like, Hey, it's a story. <laughs> like, um, I, I don't know. Dude, I, they should, they should, the military should hire me to do this kind of stuff for them. I mean, I'm not a pro game player by any stretch of the imagination, but I have thick skin. I don't care. Like you want to come at me like, Oh, you, you, you nuked Japan back in 45. Yeah, we did. What of it? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> it shouldn't work for the army. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. We'll do it again. <laughs> well, it's imperial japan was like laying waste all over asia like they're worse than the nazis like you're gonna tell me like oh we're the bad guys because we dropped a couple atom bombs on them like sorry i mean i sorry what do, want, <laughs> what, do, what do you want me to tell you like you think we should have invaded mainland japan and, t and taken like probably a million casualties in the process of that like it sucks i get it but you know maybe what we should do is just team up i play the games and you just handle the comments and you just, just go in there and just fuck them up <laughs> well, I, I have i have rants prepared i have multiple rants uh, like multiple avenues prepared that we can go we can go down multiple rabbit holes but like at the same time if you come at me with like all those like war crime stuff like hey you know uh you know how come you know the army has these guys charged with war crimes and the president's pardoning them like i'll, I'll be honest i tell them like yeah that's wrong like I don't, I don't think we should be doing that and you know the army should do better like, I don't, I don't know. I, I think the army is like, um, sometimes it doesn't trust itself. Mm. Like they don't trust itself to, to tell their side of the story, um, or to admit fault. Like nobody ever wants to admit fault in the military and just say, yeah, we screwed that up, but you know, we're going to try to do better. And that's a, that's a lot better than I think, you know, some of the, the PR tracks they decide to go down. That's a good point. That is a really good point. I mean, you're not equipped for that. When you're the Army eSports guy and all you want right, to do is play right, Street right. Fighter, you're not prepared to jump into these waters with a, a bunch of kids who think they know and understand the world. Like, you don't understand Afghanistan, man. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Really? I mean, you're, you're, not, you're not a historian. You're not a public affairs guy. I mean, so, yeah, it's, a, it's kind of a, a shitty position to, to be put in. So what else is going on? So uh, eSports back in business. Yeah, uh, you had a couple soldiers appear uh, at the DNC roll call this week in uniform oh, yeah. uh, for American Samoa. Uh, and they were standing there in the background, which is against uh, DOD Directive 1344.10, which stipulates that all military members, including National Guard and Reserve Forces, are prohibited from wearing military uniforms at political campaign events. Uh, so those guys are uh, allegedly under investigation now. So I've heard there's another part to this too. And a lot of folks are kind of pissed off about it because yes, these guys, unfortunately, these, these soldiers are probably going to get burned for this. Uh, rightfully so, maybe. Um, but soldiers who were marching in uniform at BLM rallies, they're not getting burned because the DOD just put, I don't know if you saw this, but I, I know I got an email about this. The DOD does not recognize BLM as a political party. 
As but it's pol- still political speech. Politic, it's politically slanted, but it's not a political party. So these soldiers who were in uniform marching at the BLM rallies, they're not going to get prosecuted. They're not going to get, they're not getting flamed up. They're probably That's getting- super weird. They're probably getting hemmed up. Like there ain't nothing to stop the, the NCOs from like, come here, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, like we have a chat inside this room. But my understanding is they are not going to get hit with um, <clears throat> Article 15s and all that. Now, if I'm wrong- Somebody out there in the interwebs and the Google tubes, if, you, if I'm wrong, please let me know. Drop, in, drop it in the comments below. But my understanding is that they are not going down That's for this. That's wild. And like when I was in the army, they used to like lecture us like, okay, guys, if you're on your way home in uniform, it's okay if you just need to like get a gallon of milk or like pump some gas. But anything else you do in uniform, oh, yeah. you'll get the needle if you go off base wearing your uniform, you know, like this kind of stuff. And it's... Like, wow, okay. So now you can go to political protests in uniform, I guess. I used to feel weird if I had to stop. So there was a couple of times my wife was like, hey, could you stop at the store? And I'm going to send you like a couple of things to grab. And I was like, oh, babe, can I just stop at the house real quick and change? It's like, no, because we got to go out. I'm like, fuck. All right. I felt awkward shopping at an HEB outside of Fort Hood in my in my uniform like oh god i'm like walking and you feel kind of stupid because you're in your uniform holding a little basket with like cheese and dumb shit and you're just like i feel like a moron right now but then i stopped feeling that way after a while because especially fort hood big giant post i saw people shopping with their top off yeah it's weird t-shirt cami bottoms and they're just standing in line. A lot of Air Force people looking at you. Saw some Air Force folks doing crazy shit like that. And I'm like, I want to say something. But at the same time, it's 1730. And I don't care. And I don't care. I'm, I'm trying to get home, man. <laughs> I don't want to deal with this shit. So I'm over here kind of like looking up. Like, don't look at them. Maybe it'll be okay. Um, but yeah. I, I remember going, going off post to lunch wearing PTs. It was back in Ranger Battalion back in the day where we had the Ranger panties, the little catch me, fuck me shorts <laughs> and go out, go out there. Like the girls at Taco Bell laughing at us like, <laughs> yeah, you're just, you're just angry girls. You ain't got legs as nice as these babies. Like gazelles. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I was the type of guy like you couldn't keep in a uniform. Like I didn't want to be wearing it. Like, so that wasn't oh. a, Big deal. No, and, but yeah, you're right. I mean, you see people like going around town, you know, with their kids wearing their uniform and it's like, ah, on the weekends. Weird. Yeah. Kind of weird, but ah, like whatever. They, like they think like that's a rec uniform. Like I'm just going to wear my, my, my army black top, black shorts walking around with like, I don't know. It, it is, it is a weird. Experience, but, belt. <laughs> but here's the thing though. I mean, like you said, these soldiers were at a political rally. They were at a democratic so like the democratic party is a recognized party and you're out there with candidates right they were candidates or were they just talking like we they were with representatives from american samoa uh democratic representatives so that is pretty clear cut i I think um dude i mean like is the american nazi party or the american communist party like a recognized political party yes yeah they are they are like they have their own candidates. Like there, there is the communist party puts people into races. Yeah, yeah, no, I know they do. But I mean, like, so like if you go to a neo-Nazi rally, but it's not part of the Nazi party, mm-hmm. 
Is that wearing your uniform? That's okay. Well, they never got mad with me whenever I showed up in my uniform. I mean, uh, showed up. <laughs> to play, I was, Nazi yeah, I showed up playing Nazi rallies. I was like, hey guys, <laughs> hey, this isn't like political, right? Like, no, we're just here to talk about you know white supremacy. I'm like, okay, cool, because I. I I'm a little late to the show. I got my uniform on. I want to make sure I don't want to get in trouble. Um, <laughs> but Chris I, here to talk about the purity of the white race there, Rod. <laughs> get, get a seat. <laughs> Bring it in, boys. <laughs> Bring it in. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I think I, – I, I don't know. I, I think that it, because it's Nazis and it's hate, you're going to be able – I think they'll go spin it. BLM – yeah, I'm not trying to eventually, compare BLM to the Nazi no, no, no. party I, but, either. But, but, That's I, not what I'm saying. No, 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 no. I, but it's I think a form of political speech. I think eventually it's going to head that way. I think that, that the tide will turn. The, the DOD will come back and go, okay, BLM is now, if you're BLM, because they've been doing this, is now officially a political party. I think that's where they're headed. I think that's what BLM is maybe. I don't know. Who the fuck knows anymore? It, it's just weird because it's like they're selectively enforcing policies. It feels that way. It feels like I, I, I'm not going to go and say this administration feels way different than other administrations, but this administration does feel kind of different than other administrations. Like, like there's some loosey goosey stuff going on. Um, this post office thing really took me by surprise. Like, I was like, wait a minute, like, you can do that? Like, you can shut down the postal office? because you don't like something yeah it's definitely <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's definitely a uh a script a, a screenplay right out of um oh uh, what's the show with kevin spacey where's the president oh house of cards house of cards yeah it feels like a script for house of cards this is the house of cards administrate like this this last four years have been super house of cards right like you've got people like coming in you got the just Michael Flynn's uh, story, his plot, it, it, it would be a great show. Like, if you, right, if you right. describe to me President Trump's election, him running for president, he'd be like, dude, that's a great show. Is that season one? And they're like, dude, yeah, that's season one. Season two, he gets elected. Like, oh, <laughs> shit. Tell me more. Season three... He's kind of at the he's at the middle point. Bunch of shits going on. Uh, it, it gets crazy. Season four, he's got to deal with a pandemic, um, winding down some wars. Um, and I'm like, whoa, what? So he's re who's what happens in the reelection? Oh, postal office absentee ballots, and then he's anarchists running anarchists in the streets, boogaloo racial, boys, boogaloo boy, BLM, and then he's gonna have to run against. Uh, another guy from a political party, the opposite of him, and that side, nobody really likes the candidate they chose because they're all like, we don't want that guy. We want the other guy. So now it's like the Americans have to choose between the president they have and the president that they might not really want, but they're willing to take it because he's not the president that they have. Like, well, wait a minute, that sounds like a shitty position for America. Yeah, season four. <laughs> dope. <laughs> It's horrible. What are we doing? Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not far off. I mean, it's um, it, it's definitely a time where a bunch of things that rarely happened or never happened all kind of took place, um, in a very short period of time. And did you hear, um, 
as of August 4th, I believe the, under, the Office of the Secretary of Defense has authorized the stand-up of the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force. Oh, right. Aliens, folks. As if your 2020 couldn't get any more fucked up. Possible aliens flying around. Uh, they've got the Navy video. They've got all sorts of stuff. And the government... So <clears throat> I'm covering the story for Stars and Stripes. I don't care. It's, we're all one big family. Um, I talked, I, I, I emailed those guys. I, talk, I emailed the Secretary of Defense, the office of the OSD, and I was like, hey. Can you confirm aliens? Can you confirm aliens? Is, are they real? I'm, and, not, I'm not saying it was aliens, but aliens. But definitely aliens. <laughs> um, and it's, it's kind of nuts. Um, and, and you're kind of like at a point where you're like, is this for real? Like, is this the real life? Um, and I, I, I'm going to tell you what they said to me. Uh, I, I, so I, I, I'm reading this from my email. That I I'll start with the big question everyone's speculating about. Has the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force confirmed the existence of non-terrestrial craft? The answer is no. We have not made that confirmation. The investigation of unidentified aerial phenomena sightings is going on. It's still ongoing. But then I asked, you know, what do you want to clarify? And they said, the mission of the task force will be to detect, analyze, and catalog UAPs posing as an operational threat to U.S. national security. And here's the fun part. And avoid, and avoid strategic surprise is that is that like a, uh, a a metaphor or something like that for uh, intergalactic war? Well, if you if you read that and read how they're couching their language, I mean, yeah. there are all kinds of things that can be folded into that. Um, and I'm definitely one of those people who I, I think they're using this as a cover for you know classified aviation projects like they did back in the day what was it like project blue book or something like that yeah. they, they were you know they used ufos as a cover for different you know classified uh aircraft and i think they're probably doing the same today for classified uav programs and things like that well i'm going to be the first one to propose my theory here's my theory COVID-19 is a genetically engineered government man-made virus. It's designed to go into the populace and then we all start catching it. People start dying, which means that we all need a vaccine. So they're going to start vaccinating everybody. In fact, that vaccine is going to keep us from dying from whatever uh, uh, viruses aliens are going to bring back down with them when they show up. So really they're inoculating us against them when they show up. Folks, wake up, sheeple. Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> This is the plot to uh, the Deus Ex video game that I played when I was a teenager. Uh, it's all folded in there. You got to be careful, Rod, man. Somebody's going to hear this podcast and like, you know, I wrote an article for Connecting Vets on, geez, how long ago? It must have been like eight months ago. And it was about an army uh, cyclist. She was a, a cyclist, went to compete in this uh, games, like sort of like, um, international games, sort of like the Olympics in Wuhan, China. So this American cyclist, she's a member of the military over there competing in this competition. 
and uh, someone else runs into her bike. She wipes out, and she she was okay, but hurt a little bit. Um, and so I just wrote an article about this. It was very not exactly breaking news, right? And what happened after COVID after COVID hit, people went back in time and found that article and said, "Oh, this woman." is reporting that she's short of breath and can't breathe and she's in Wuhan, China in this competition and she's in the army. This proves the U.S. Army brought COVID to China. That was a thing, yeah. But it does, Jack. I mean, obviously, this is concrete evidence. I mean... Connect the dots, Rod. Connect the dots, people. So in season five of House (laughs) of Cards U.S., Aliens come down and President Trump has to personally fight their leader in an octagon that Dana White has set up on Fight Island. It's amazing. And at that point, I'm, we're all like, full uh, of shit. I, and they're like, no, no, this doesn't. I'm actually thinking about writing a, uh, an op-ed about QAnon and the uh, infatuation that's a lot of, I shouldn't say a lot, but many military members including members of the special operations community have with this conspiracy theory. Oh, I, couldn't agree. I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more. QAnon. QAnon is interesting that I went down. So after our conversation last time, I went down the QAnon rabbit hole because you oh, had boy. mentioned it. And I was like, I've heard of this. Uh, I, I, it's funny because I just brought up uh, uh, Dana White and the UFC. Uh, one of the, the coaches for the U- one of the coaches for a UFC fighter uh, got some heat because he was wearing a QAnon patch on his wow. on his shirt yeah. while he's coaching the fighter. I went down this rabbit hole. I went down the Pizzagate rabbit hole. I went down the emails. I went down all of it. And I came up on the other side. Now, I came up on the other side. Not everyone comes up on the other side. That's the thing. My problem here, Jack... I'm a pretty objective person. I'm a humanter. I mean, that's my job. I'm supposed to look at information from human beings, be objective about it, and think through the problem set. My problem is they bring up some amazing points, some very interesting pieces of data that if you, even if you don't connect them, even if you, Keep the data points separate. They're interesting. Yeah. And they're worth looking into closer. I, I don't know about connect, connecting them. Kind of feels a little little weird. But um, I, I came out on the other end feeling a little bit like, are we missing something? Well, it's interesting in that if you look at um, 9-11 Truth, or even Holocaust denial, it operates in a similar way that they know their narrative doesn't have any traction. So what they do instead is they look at little inconsistencies in the quote unquote official story. So like 9-11 Truth will say, well, you know, we don't know what happened to the towers, but what about building seven, this Mm -hmm. building over here? Why did that collapse? The Holocaust deniers, they know that narrative doesn't have any like legs behind it. So what they'll do is get into these arguments about like, was the oven in Auschwitz over in this corner of the basement or over in that corner? And so they start to like introduce doubt into people's minds. And once you like chip away just a little bit at it, there is a certain type of person who will go all the way down the rabbit hole, like all the way down to the bottom. 
So my argument, my, my, not my argument, but really my perspective is I believe that there are counter information powers that exist. I believe that there are people that are paid specifically to go in and take a message and distort it. Especially, I mean, it's not necessarily counterintelligence, but it's definitely information warfare. When you look at Pizzagate, that's an interesting case because this guy believed it so much he should have become a pizza with a gun right. and shot. And like, he could have hurt somebody. He, we're very fortunate he didn't kill anybody. And we immediately jumped to like, Pizzagate's bullshit. It's insane. That's nuts. This dude almost killed somebody. But if you look at it, and you remove the crazy guy, not the crazy guy. I don't think he was crazy. I think he was just passionate and misdirected. Like some people are not crazy. They're just not rational in that moment. Remove him. Look at the emails. Look at the weird language. Look at the history of pedophiles using terminology like the ones we're seeing in those emails that WikiLeaks found, right? Or they exposed or however those emails went out there. There's a lot of weirdness. Now, I, I'm not going to say that those emails are connected to pedophilia. I have zero proof to say that. Zero. But I will say that it's fucking strange the way that they're using words like pizzas. You know, like who says, I don't need, a, I'm too tired for, I'm too tired for pizza. Or I, I don't have, to, I don't have 30 minutes for Pizza, not a pizza, or I'm uh, hey, do you mind if I stop by uh, so I could get 30 minutes of pizza? 30 minutes of pizza, who says that? Who's the, the, the way that some of these, these terminology, the terms are being used, like, hey, you forgot, a, I think you forgot a handkerchief at my house. I think it's pizza related. Like, yeah, I, I agree that some of the terminology is odd, but I mean, the thing is, how, how are we then making the inference that it's related to some deep state pedo network, right? Some, some there people you go. are, some people there you are go. weird. Yeah. Um, no, I, 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 I'm not I, saying that at all. And I don't yeah, think you are either. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, if you've ever met people who, you know, we're talking about John Podesta, Hillary Clinton, and these are, these are, I'm sorry to the, use the term, but I mean this in the political social sense, these are America's elites. They are part of an elite class. They have very little to do with the rest of us. And they literally live in a totally different world. So do all of these people who operate in these circles. And I've met some of these people on occasions. And yeah, they come across weird. <laughs> they're strange they people. They're weird not, folks. They're, yeah. not, they're not like us. They, uh, they wear very fancy looking dress socks. They sit with their legs crossed. They talk about things that are totally different that don't make much sense to us. I mean, it, it's, a, it's like a, it's, I guess it's a class issue at the end of the day. It's just like a disconnect. I thought you were gonna say cult and I was like, oh, tell me more. Oh, well, yeah, that's a, that's a whole other thing. But I mean, <laughs> cults, cults exist in, in, in cliques and affinity networks. They exist uh, all across the spectrum. I, I, I think that we're gonna either, so no, there's no way. And I think that's where people jump down the QAnon um, rabbit hole. And I think that's where they don't come out from is because they start thinking in, ter in the terms of, I don't have a rational explanation. Therefore, therefore it must be this. Yeah. Um, I don't have a rational explanation for those emails. I don't have a rational explanation for people that refer to uh, bringing in pizza and hot dogs 
for um, a political dinner. Like, as far as I know, these people do not eat hot dogs or eat pizza. These are people that eat things in that, that with French names. Um, do they mean other things? I would go out and I, I don't think it's a hard stretch to go, yes, they're talking about something else. They're not talking about pizza. They're not talking about hot dogs. Are they talking about kids? That's where I have to stop. I got to yeah. say, look, I, I, I don't know because there's no, there's a lot of context clues around me, but the accusation of pedophilia, that's a big accusation. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a big jump. I don't want to be the person to make that jump. I think that there's a lot of investigation that takes place. And I know some people are going to leave comments below. Um, they're going to be like, no, dude, there is legit reporters that have reported on this. They, they did show connections. Um, but this is where the information, disinformation warfare comes in. I think that people, let's say, let's say just for the sake of argument, that there is a deep state connection, that there is something there. I wouldn't want people to make those associations. So I might hire a firm to go in and make crazier accusations. Right, right. And that way I mix in with the crowd that's, that's being legit about let's investigate this and I radicalize that argument so that way anybody that looks at this investigation is going to think this is crazy instead of like, hold on, maybe there's something here. Well, I think that's going to be one of those questions that maybe it'll come out in the wash over a longer period of time is, you know, this thing may have started uh, somewhat organically, but then were there other actors who came in and tried to piggyback off of it? Um, I think it's also interesting that the conspiracy theories, as others have noted this too, to varying extents, QAnon borrows from all sorts of previous conspiracy theories. Um, one of the things I, I note in it is the satanic panic of the 1980s. Oh, yeah. That there was, uh, there was this conspiracy that there's like a daycare center and there were secret tunnels under it and children were smuggled through these tunnels to be like satanically abused and all this yep. sorts of weird shit. Uh, former FBI agent Ted Gunderson was like one of the big voices lending like expert credibility. Like this shit was on like Ricky Lake. I mean, it was on like daytime television. Yep. And people were freaking the hell out about it. Um, and what you're seeing with QAnon is very much, it's a, it's a recycling, a rehashing of all of those old theories, all those old conspiracy theories, um, the Alex Jones stuff, uh, like everything. It's, it's like a mega conspiracy. It's all blended together. Um, and yeah, if, if I were a, a betting man, I would say that there may be somebody or somebody's behind the scenes who tapped into that quite deliberately, who so I, spun it, so, spun a story quite deliberately, and that they even beta tested it beforehand. Oh, dude, yeah, hundred percent. I think what you need to do is do this, do this editorial, and maybe just turn it. Let's turn it into a conversation. Let's turn it into a, a show like this, a podcast, and right here in the corner. You know, you could put like your documents and your pictures and we'll, we'll zoom in on stuff, man. I think it'd be great. That's a great episode we should do. Um, I have a better idea though. I need your help, folks out there. I need your help. This is what we're going to do. We're going to write Jack Murphy in for president of the United States. Hear me out. We vote for Jack 
to become Why president. Why am I saying this? Because it's, it makes sense. Listen, hear me out. We vote for Jack. He becomes president of the United States. And we now have our man on the inside. And he will come back and be like, all right, guys, check it out. Aliens are real. Um, <laughs> I've just done an executive order. I've ordered Delta to go shoot all these pedophiles in the face. And um, deep, space, deep, space, deep state's gone. And I've dissolved two-party systems. Now, uh, we have to have at least 10 parties. Oh, by the way, executive order, all Congress, all official positions, eight-year term limit. Thank you very much. Then he resigns and he gives the presidency to, you know, another guy. But I, that's our plan. We write Jack into the presidency. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able much fun as a president, I don't think. Uh, there wouldn't be a lot of entertainment value there. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like, uh, I'm, I'm not uh, so temperamental, you know, if the people want to give me a hard time, I, uh, whatever. I'm, I'm the president. I don't care. I'm going to do what maybe I want. That's, maybe that's what we need. Jack Murphy, 2020. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jack's like, please don't write me in. Please yeah, no, do not please associate don't. For, God, for God's sake. For God's sake, don't write me in. You, you, know, you, know, you remember what, what Jim Mattis said when they asked him about running for president? He said it's a five-year prison sentence. Who would want to do that? I, I agree. Oh, I completely agree. I think Joe Rogan hit it on the, hit it on the head. He said, why the fuck would anybody want this job? It's the worst job on the planet. Nobody likes you. Nothing you ever do is going to be the right answer. It is literally four years, five years of can't do right. Yeah, I think any sort of elected representative, I mean, your constituents, especially the loudest constituents, are batshit crazy. They're out of their mind. More so now than ever. They're coming to you about deep state conspiracy theories and all this other weird stuff. It's like, you know, anti-vaxxers, like you're going to have to deal with all of those types of people. 100%. Folks, I'm Rod Rodriguez. That's Jack Murphy. Please do not write him into the presidency. Um, he's not going to win anyway. It's a, it's a thrown away vote. Um, I'm going to be doing my write-in. I'm going to start a new campaign. I think Air Bud should be uh, the president. I mean, he's played basketball, football, hockey. I mean, why not, why not vote for a golden retriever at this point? How much worse could a golden retriever do than anybody we've ever elected for the presidency since the beginning of the country? Airbud 2021. Um, I'm Rod Rodriguez. That's Jack Murphy. He's nodding his head like, yeah, sure. Fucking golden I, retriever. I, I, shit. I, I'm, cu I'm curious. I'm willing to hear it. I want to hear, <laughs> hear his platform, but I, I, I want to subscribe to his newsletter. Hell yeah. I would subscribe to golden retriever newsletter. Bork, bork, bork. <laughs> Um, Jack, where can we learn more about you and follow you along? Uh, well, I write for connectingvets.com. You can find my stuff on there. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack Murphy, RGR. Um, you can find, uh, my podcast on, uh, YouTube or iTunes or wherever you go for that kind of stuff. It's called the team house. Um, yeah, that's about it. Fantastic folks. Um, you can always find the back brief. We are on YouTube. We are a podcast. Um, and we are also, we also exist inside of Connecting Bets. So make sure you go to connectingbets.com. It is the news that matters to you. It matters to veterans and people that support veterans. If you love America, if you support Donald Trump, if you support Biden, if you support Air Bud, you need to come to connectingbets.com. Check out what we got going on. It's a good time had by all. Um, that's it. We're out. See ya. Boom. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 